Hello, welcome back for season two of the Excel Still More podcast. I am your host, Chris Emerson, and I'm here to encourage you with tips and strategies to help you build stronger relationships, deepen your faith, and just get the most out of your life. Thank you for joining. Let's get started. Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for joining. As you can tell by the title, we have a pretty serious topic to discuss today pertaining to everything that's going on in the world around us. But before we get into that, I just wanted to share some good news pertaining to the Excel Still More podcast. We reached a pretty cool milestone this week. We now have 4,000 listeners. That means that over the course of a podcast's first 90 days, 4,000 unique listeners access the program. Obviously, you're the one to thank for that. Thank you for tuning in, sharing the program with people, and really just buying into this journey. As you know, from the very beginning, this was about me working on things, implementing them, and then just seeing if, I don't know, maybe 10 other people might want to hear about that. And yet, over the last 14 months or so, we've had so many people talk about how this program has given them encouragement, direction, and a lot of hope for the future. And that's certainly the intent from the very beginning. And speaking of hope, we probably need even more of that now than we ever have before. You know where we are. We are maybe not even halfway into this worldwide pandemic. It is affecting every nation on the planet. The most recent Numbers from the John Hopkins website tell us that 1.1 million people have been infected, and the numbers are expected to go up exponentially over the next two weeks. 60,000 people have died. Here in America, that number is about 300,000 cases, and so far, 7,000 people have lost their life in this country. We are still, as I said, several weeks away from the peak in terms of numbers, and we just had some information given to us from the White House last week suggesting that human loss of life in America could range between 100,000 and 240,000. This is incredible, unprecedented, and in many ways simply terrifying. Christians, even believers like you and me, we're looking for direction here. What's going on? Why is this happening? What is God doing, allowing, teaching us? What are we supposed to learn? And will the world learn anything through all of this? So I would like to try and answer some of those questions today. And listen, a couple of these questions we'll be asking today are very difficult to answer. But I'll tell you one that isn't. The title question for this episode, Is God Angry? So we'll start there, answering that question, work our way through some of what is happening around the world, and then in the last third or so of this episode, per usual, I just want to give you some practical things to think about and do in your life to make sure that no matter what God is doing, the right results come forth. 
So let me answer our title question. Not difficult. The answer is yes. Unequivocally and absolutely, God is angry. I'm not connecting that, not yet, to the pandemic or the countries that were affected first or the lives that were lost. I'm saying back up six months or six years. Is God angry when he looks across this world at all of the humans he has created and blessed with an eternal soul, and he examines the common and increasing behavior of people made in his image? Yes, I'm sure that he is. I'm not saying he's angry with everyone, nor even all the time, but consider this. There are 8 billion people right now on planet Earth, and only 2 billion, one quarter of us, consider ourselves to be Christians. Three quarters of human existence right now rejects that Jesus is the Son of God. Can you imagine how upsetting that is to the Father who made us and sent His Son to give His life for us? You could zoom in even tighter and look at that two billion Christians by name and break that down even further into the ones who are Christians in name only versus those who truly read the word as God's word and obey it. The percentage, I'm certain, is very small. Maybe I should ask a different question. Aren't you angry? Isn't it upsetting to see that many people raising families who do not acknowledge Jesus and obey him? Imagine how God must feel. Or maybe don't imagine it. Just open the book of Genesis to chapter 6. In the days of Noah, there were estimated to be, at least by some historians, about as many people on earth then as there are now. Even if that number is grossly overvalued, there were still many millions of people. And God looked down and he saw evil continually. He was sorry he had even made man, and he sought to blot them out. Punishment for their sin. He had grace upon the faithful. He wasn't mad at every person. He sought to show favor to the faithful. And we know the story of Noah. So there are several questions to ask here. But is God angry is an easy one. He cannot be pleased at what he is seeing and the trajectory that has been experienced across the world and even in America in the last 100 years. But I think from there, we move on to a more controversial question. Is God punishing us? This virus originated in a country, a massive country, where nearly the entire region rejects Jesus. There are a minuscule amount of Christians there. Many of the nations who have been decimated are godless or not obedient to the word. Even the major cities that have been under the greatest number of burdens because of their population density would be considered the least godly across the entire world or nation. So we start to wonder, is God punishing us? Now, please listen carefully to this because there is some qualification that is needed before we can answer that. 
If you're asking if God is punishing all of us, the answer is no. If you are a child of God, if you have been washed in the blood of the Lamb, if you are in fellowship with Jesus, God is not punishing you. This is not some discipline against you for the sins of your past. Those have been taken away. I'm not convinced, and maybe you can debate with me in another forum on this, that God punishes forgiven people. So let me ask another question, and then we will get to the big one in a moment. As it pertains to the Christian, the better question is, is God allowing this to affect the lives of Christians for a purpose? The answer of which is, again, absolutely. I have no doubt about that. The Bible talks all through the New Testament about Christians being tried and tested, subjected to abuse, subjected to persecution, certainly subjected to all of the ill effects of sin, from sickness to death to any other thing, and yet James 1 says Christians understand that this is about building endurance. Can I learn some things from what is happening? Well, I hope I am learning some things, and I hope you are as well. I hope that the Christian is learning that maybe we were putting too much stock in things and taking away from our growth, and now we can put more emphasis on our relationship with God. We can treasure more deeply our connection with Christians now that, for most of us, that has been suspended in some form. We are reminded of how quickly life can change, and maybe we are devoting more time to prayer and Bible study at home. Christians are learning to trust God, to pray and accept His answers, to put their faith in the grace of God and His promises of eternal life. Oh, we ought to be learning a lot from this. Please, Christians, don't get to the backside of this thing and say, well, that pandemic, that was all about God judging evil men, had nothing to do with me. That would not be accurate. There is no question that God has allowed these things to happen around you and your family, and it may touch you personally, and it is a form of discipline. Not punishment, not for the Christian, but discipline. Training, refining, pruning, and preparing. Make sure you're using that well. And we will cycle back to that in a few minutes at the end of our episode. So, here we are. Is God angry? Yes. Is God punishing the Christian? No, but he is allowing this for a purpose, and you need to identify what that purpose is for you. But then we get around to the big question. Is God punishing the world? Is he punishing generally godless China or humanistic New York? Is this about a cleansing? Is it about an awakening? Well, let me just say, if God is doing that, it would not be the first time. Not only are there pandemics and things like this that tend to happen around the world about every 100 years, but going all the way back to Bible days, let me give you a few examples from the Old Testament. I already made reference to Noah and the ark. Yes, Noah learned some things. Yes, it was a testing for Noah in the grace of God. But really, it was about God's anger with the world. He was blotting out restarting, 
getting rid of an entire world of people who had rejected him. To consider that God would do that to those who repudiate his grace and now his son? Yes, that is certainly a possibility. In the book of Exodus, after the nation of Israel had become numerous in Egypt, the pagan Egyptians were persecuting God's people and rejecting the Lord. And so God sent ten plagues. Those plagues affected that nation. They punished Egypt, ultimately even taking the firstborn from their homes in death. Did it test God's own people? It did. It tested their faith, their courage, their allegiance, as they were told to put the blood over the doorposts that they may be saved by that blood, and they did. And then they were led on a very challenging journey that ultimately went across the Red Sea. Yes, God's people were tested, but God explicitly and abundantly went about punishing the Egyptian people for their rejection of God and their harsh ways. Yes, God did that to an evil nation that had not previously been associated with the faith. You might connect that to something like China. And then, as you move through the Old Testament, you could read from Jeremiah or Haggai or any number of prophets in between, and you would find that a nation of Israel had turned away from God. They had replaced him with idolatry and served themselves and ignored him. And so he sent nations like the Assyrians and the Babylonians to punish, to kill, to enslave people who were his but who had increasingly rejected him. Not everyone in that nation had done so, and God went about protecting some people like Jeremiah, and certainly the faithful in Israel during those periods of time, they were tested. They were changed. They were taught things, even while God looked out for them. But the overall picture was punishment against a nation that had drifted from God. I find it very difficult to disconnect those stories from the America in which I presently live, a nation founded in large part upon the Word and has done everything in its power to depart from it. Can I say with confidence that this pandemic in 2020 is God's hand punishing the world, evil nations, and nations that have drifted from Him? No, I cannot say that. But I can say it has happened time and time again in Bible days, and plagues like this have affected the world over and over again ever since. All right, so all of that is somewhat interesting, and there are arguments to be made, but at the end of the day, why does all of that matter? How does answering these questions make me excel still more? How does it refine my journey? Should I go around telling people that God is angry and has been angry for a long time? Should I go around messaging Christians saying, you know, God has allowed this to test you? Or should I be telling the world that this is the wrath of God upon this nation? I don't know, maybe. But in the end, if you and I are going to excel still more, if a topic like this is going to have real tangible value for us, we need to tie it together in its simplest form. 
And I think in the end, it just comes down to this. Sin is bad. It's always been bad. It will always be bad. From the very beginning, when the devil convinced Eve to choose what she wanted over what God said, the results were awful. God was upset. Man was punished. And sin did what it always does. It led to death. So instead of trying to answer everyone's question about why this is happening, be sure and spend a lot more time thinking about what you need to learn from this. You will never know exactly what God is doing, or if it's the devil doing it, or if it's just some natural progression. But you know this, sin is behind it all. All suffering, all pain, all death, all anger in the eyes of the Creator is the result of people doing what they want to do. And so we ought to learn something valuable. Obey God. Read the Word. Listen to His gracious offerings in Jesus and keep His commandments. It's like Solomon said in Ecclesiastes after a book filled with a lot of random realities of life, the conclusion is simple. Fear God and keep His commandments. And that's the lesson I want my family to understand. All pain and death is connected to sin. All hope is connected to obedience. If my neighbor comes to me and says, Hey, Chris, I know you're a preacher and Christian. What do you think's going on with all of this? I want to keep it simple. There are a lot of things I don't know, but I know that the only right outcome in any of this is for us to open the book, read it, and obey the God who made us all, who is certainly disappointed in the way that the world is living and that our only chance at healing, at peace, and to live with true hope is to obey God and serve His Son. If anyone comes to you angry, mad at God, mad at the way things are, just ask them, have you tried obeying the gospel? Have you tried just doing what He says? Because historically we know That when nations stop obeying God, everyone suffers. If you want to get rid of suffering, let's get rid of sin. Can we do that globally? I can't. I can't even do it communally. But I can do it in my life. I can teach my children to do that. And I can spread the word. The proper response to any question about God is to love Him trust Him, and obey Him. This is the right response to life's biggest questions. Even our title question for the day, Is God Angry? Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed the program, please remember to share with your family and your friends. Also, you can go to excelstillmore.life to sign up for emails, order the three-month journals, or just catch up on old episodes. So until next time, let me leave you with this. Whatever you choose to do today, in the name of the Lord Jesus, excel still more.